Hey guys, Luke Soyne here. You're listening to the Epic Tiki Podcast, which is probably all it will be called from now on. It used to be Epic Tiki's Take the Podcast. I'm trying to rebrand it. I'm trying to make it what I want it to be right now. Um, I am sort of trying to go with the inspiration of, uh, I'm sure many, many, many podcasts have done this. I want it to be sort of Joe Rogan podcast-like where I just have people on, we talk, and we hang out. Maybe there's a reason the people are on, so we talk about that reason, and then we go into like a conversation. I just, I just want it to be whatever it becomes. Um, sometimes we'll still do like a movie review. Maybe we'll talk about big movie news if that's what I feel like doing. It's whatever I feel like, and that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, but this episode is me and Mark Berg and JoJo Lewis. Uh, the three of us were driving to the San Francisco Punchline. Uh, last Sunday because that's what we have been doing for over a year. We go like almost every other week. It's a whole process where you go and you hang out and hope you hope that they put you up on stage. And if you do well, then eventually they add you to the rotation of hosting of working hosting comics for San Francisco Punchline, Sac Punchline, and Cobbs in San Francisco. So it's just a long, uh, drawn out process, but it ends up being worth it in the end. Um, Jojo actually ended up getting up that night. So we talk about that a little bit that, you know, what, who's going to get up and Jojo does, uh, he, he had a great set. He, he went up on stage with his fly down, which was very funny. And then a lady pointed it out and he thanked her and his set was low energy, but he still did super good. So go find him on the internet and tell him great job. Cause he did a great job. Um, you can find his stuff, uh, Jojo Has Fun, on YouTube and uh, Twitter. And that's his Let's Play channel. He does he plays video games with Kim Martell, and they talk over them, and they're very funny. Uh, Mark, you can find at Mark J. Berg on Twitter. Uh, speaking of Mark, uh, he, he and I talk the most because Jojo was driving. We only had two mics, and Jojo's mic was uh, messed up. I don't know what was wrong with it. But it kind of when Mark talks, it sounds a little weird. So I apologize for any awkward audio going on there. Um, but please enjoy the episode. Please follow me at Epic Tiki Comedy at Epic Tiki, or that's on Twitter at Epic Tiki on Instagram. No comedy on the Instagram part, and YouTube YouTube.com/slash you guessed it Epic Tiki Comedy. Um, Please like our Facebook page for the podcast. That's where I post this. Um, and please subscribe on your device. If it's iTunes, it's probably all we are at. We, we're also on Podbean. That's how I post this. So, yeah, thank you for listening and um, enjoy. We'll be back soon. I promise. Hey guys, welcome back to the Epic Tiki's the podcast. I don't I'm going to change the name. So, if you clicked on it, that's what it's called right now. I don't know. It's right now it's called By the way, my name is Luke Soyn. I said that probably just now, didn't I? Did I say that? You did. You said my name is Luke Soyn. Welcome to Epic Tiki's the podcast. I'm probably going to change my name. And then and then I jumped in. Okay. I was hoping you would be able to say all of it and then we just like do yeah, that I the whole time. No, but you were, that was really good because you did say, like, word for word what happened. Mark Berg is with me. Hello. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's only, yeah, 
Yeah, we're holding. We're doing another car pod. The last episode was me and JoJo, who's also here. Hi. He's sick and doesn't have a <laughs> microphone because we only have two. So I'm just gonna hand it to him once in a while. We don't. We don't need him, except to drive us there. We're driving to the San Francisco punchline because, uh, yeah, that's basically their process to work at any of the punchlines or the cops is you have to go there. Oh, but also put us on stage. (laughs) Oh yeah, that does suck when your cat dies. I had a cat die. Uh, when I was a kid, it was terrible. Did you guys ever have that happen? No. No? JoJo didn't? He shook his head no. I had a cat named Freddy. <laughs> and, like, my dad was really weird about... He's really weird about germs, so we weren't allowed to have the cats in the house, really. So they would, like, be... They were, like, garage cats. And then they could come inside for, like, an hour at a time and we could play with them. But then we, if we couldn't watch them, they'd have to go back outside. Because they might climb onto a counter and get stuff dirty. Oh. No, that's okay. He's actually, I think he's not mad at me anymore because I got a real job. He was mad at you? Yeah. Because you didn't have a quote-unquote real job. Yeah, it started, uh, well, no, it started because I had a girl over at my house, at his house when I was living there. And he caught us leaving or something. Like, I was just really careful about it. And then he got, he caught it. What? His house, like he didn't know that I was having girls over because he's super religious and weird about sex. <laughs> so he got like super mad and was like, "Ah, right, you got you can stay here, but if you if you want to keep doing that, you better leave." And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go because I like pussy." And um, so I left and I haven't moved back since. But then he just kept not talking to me, and then he kind of hinted like, "Well, you got to get your life together," as if I was like a drug addict, like some kind of meth guy. And I have all my teeth, so that's not true. But it was just and, and so yeah So then I saw him the other day Because they sent my W-2 For my old job To that house for some reason And I saw him And then he was just like I'm, He was like smiling And he was like I'm just I'm so glad Like you got a job You really did it And I'm like Yeah But I still Do you know how much Cool comedy stuff I was doing since then I mean not Nothing amazing But Thanks for caring about What I care I don't know Do you guys know What I'm talking about uh, Sort of Sure <laughs> you drive like the whitest person on the planet, by the way. Safely? <laughs> no, your seat is leaned back all the way, but you're sitting upright and like I feel very comfortable. Are just over that steering wheel. If I if I could describe to you how comfortable I am right now, it would be it would be like in a sleeping bag that's also like warm. Fuck off. <laughs> that's how, wait, that's how comfortable you feel right now? I'm glad you're comfortable because that, it does look kind of funny. I didn't really notice it till Mark, it does look silly, but feels. Yeah. JoJo's, he's confident in his sitting. Yeah, this is holding up something. Or it's about to not be holding it. It's it's peeling off like a scab. <laughs> this just turned into making fun of JoJo's car. I'm sorry. Mark started it. It's Mark's fault. I, did. I wanted to talk about how white JoJo is and how much I love him. 
we're all very white, and we all love ourselves, right? Sometimes. I can I'm hate. To feel better about myself, That's good. Yeah, that's what you said. Like the, every time we do this trip, which we do every two weeks, we drive to the San Francisco Punchline. I, I don't think I. I feel like I've talked about this before, but in case this is your first episode, you have to go to the San Francisco Comedy Showcase at the Punchline and hang out and then get up on stage maybe and then you have to do that for like over a year to work there yeah no if, and if you're really funny and when they put you up you kill then you get fast track more yeah He's the guy that puts you up. He walks around yeah, in the he, back he and he looks at you. His, uh, his he judges and you. It's, it's, it's an entire notebook. Uh, he, he pre-books the second half of the show. In the first half of the show, he, he walks around like, like he's picking a racehorse. And he, he's just, he just looks up and down and he tries to see people he hasn't seen in a while. And people he knows haven't gotten up yet. And then he just points at you and you know you got to go up and do five minutes and hop off. Yeah, Parker Newman, our friend, a friend of the show. I don't know he's never been on the podcast, but someday he was. He described it the best way possible, which is the scariest game of Duck Duck Goose. And I, I was, much. yeah, because he, he literally like you're standing there, you're sitting against the wall, or you're sitting in one of those. Uh, they have like these wings, kind of like these wing areas that are raised. That's where the comics sit, or they're all in the back against the bar, or whatever. Or and he walks. If it's a completely booked show, I mean, like, if it's a completely sold-out show, sometimes yeah. they won't let you inside. Yeah. And he, he just walks through, and he looks at everybody, and you can see, like, I mean, he's not judging as hard as, like, it is, like, if I was trying to make a joke about it. But, like, he does look at you, and then sometimes he'll, like, stop on you for a second and keep going, and you're like, ah, and you're, you start to, like, freak out because you're like, what if it's me? And then there's, like, all this pressure to do well because you have to do well because if you do bad it takes it took me a year for my first one because I didn't Same. do good the first time well it's happened for me I went for six months straight with Steve Fury yeah I can't remember who was running it back then I think it might have been Mary Bando yeah and, uh, it's probably her because I remember since I've been trying to go because we had like two failed attempts you and me I think before this yeah before we really started committing because we tried like oh we're going to do it and then we would we stopped after like three trips we were like oh I'm we busy yeah, like yeah. And then you could just be there and be like, hi, I'm Mark. And they're like, cool, I know yeah, your face now. He's a true stand up. He doesn't help anyone. <laughs> I, was just, I was getting ready to go introduce myself to Mary. And she, she was obviously not having a good day because I just watched like some random comic walk up to her. Yeah. And she fucking just went off on them and I turned around like, oh, not today. Yeah, she had this long... I remember she posted in the the Bay Area comedy uh, Facebook group. She, she posted this long note. It was like 12 rules for talking to her about the Sunday showcase. And it was like... What I think happened was somebody else was actually booking it. And she was, she was just like hosting it and made, making sure everything went smoothly. No, she was the booker person for a while. Oh, like, she was she was what Ron does now. She did that. Okay. I'm pretty sure. And she had, she had like, a thing that was, like, 
here's how you approach me. Please don't bother me. I was like, wait a minute. I just want to look up here, right? Is that a church? Yeah, the father's, like house. the father's house. In yeah. Big white letters. But it's built like a Walmart. It, it very much looks like a strip mall. And they still church. have their Christmas lights on. I mean, I know it, it's Is Jesus' that birthday, but. Yeah, you gotta take that shit down. Oh, yeah. Homeowners Association. Homeowners Association. I think we're farther than that. Aren't we? I have no idea. JoJo has no idea. Oh, we're, we're approaching an old tree. Yeah, we're in Vacaville. Yeah, it's so cool. Wait, okay, so Jojo, what's your thoughts on the... I don't know, did you have any thoughts? Because I feel like we have to check in. Thoughts on what, exactly? Oh, just like waiting and, and like, like, do you feel the pressure of like, I have to do well, and then do you get nervous when Ron's walking around and might pick you? I used to. I don't anymore. Um, I've gone up. I think last year I went up like four or five times. Wait, I think. The yeah, yeah. Once was pre-booked, and a bunch of other times he just asked me to go up. Oh, that's right. Ron saw you at Cobb's, right? No, he asked me to do Cobb's once um, because I had done well at Punch. But he saw me. I think at one of the Steve Fury shows, like yeah. a, like a few months earlier. Um, I was on that show. No, the one. Oh yeah, you were, you were, yeah. I remember, I remember, yeah, yeah. Um, JoJo smashed though. To be fair, no, not that you no, did. No, that's fine. It's like that was right at the point where I decided I was going to take a break from comedy. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't feel any pressure when Ron walks by. I do wish. The one thing that I, I don't. This is weird because like I don't like this about the process. I understand it, but I don't like it. Is it's not very transparent, which it can't be. It, it can't be transparent. If it was, it would be very, very different. But, yeah. I mean, at least, like, I would just occasionally, like, and it sounds so stupid. Like, I would like Ron to one day to be like, hey, you're doing fine. We just don't have a spot for your, for another host. Just something like that. Just like, you're doing yeah. fine. You're, you're, up in, you're up in the running or whatever. Um, and even if I'm not, that's I still like that to be part of it. It's just like, okay, if, yes. It's worth my time to keep going. I'm totally fine with going and waiting in line. That's fine. I just like to know that eventually I'll get to the get to the end. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that's how it works? Like, do you think there's people who are circling to enter, but they don't have enough room in the year for hosts, and so we're just kind of like well, not wasting our time, but wasting our time because we're not going to break in? Like, because how do you kick someone out? Well, you know, like five percent of the, the hosts that host the Sunday showcase are. Yeah. No, I don't want to host it. Like, I want to work there. I want to work at Punch Sack or SF. Like, that's the that's the goal. It's not the goal isn't to host the showcase on Sunday. That's just part of what happens when you get hired. If you work Sunday, if you work a weekend at the San Francisco Punchline, you end up hosting the showcase. Right. Yeah. I guess I was confused by the question then. What was my what? What did you think of the question was? The life of me, I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm just saying, I guess, or what I was saying was, are we just in a holding pattern underneath, like, the 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 level, the strata of being an actual past host, like someone who's passed at the club, and at all three clubs, and gets to work, like, they hit you up, and they're like, hey, uh, Mo Mandel's going to be at Cobb's on the March whatever, and you're going to be the host. Can you do it? And you say yes. 
like because there probably is like a finite number because at a certain point if you keep graduating people you're not going to get to do it but I don't know then I just wonder like do they open up spots when people move uh, I'm sure they do or do I they have think, to die I feel like Molly is actually pretty good about trying to get features and hosts that mesh well with the headliners yeah no I mean I'm sure someone like her I've only met her once but I'm sure that she has, like, a very smart, uh, like, comedy brain and, like, understands how to put it together. Otherwise, she wouldn't still be doing it. Yeah. Because, uh... I don't know. Sometimes I do get... Because, I mean, we've been doing... Consecutively, this has now been... I want to say... This is, like, month 15 or 16 of us doing this. Oh, it's been more than a year, yeah. I think we started September 2016 when we, like, officially decided we were just going to go every other week. Yeah, because I remember the first time I got up, I feel like it was about two or three months into it, and I was like, this is pretty quick, but also, okay, okay. And then I did it, and then I sucked. I, I did okay. Like, I didn't bomb, but I didn't do great. And then it took over a year for me to get on again, so, yeah. It happened to me. That was September. But when I went up. It was a solid year I had been going before Ron asked me to go up. Yeah, and now I'm scared that, like, every time I go, I have to be, like, ready because... Watch, watch him pick you tonight. I know. I feel pretty good I right feel, now, but... See, I feel worse that, like, 90% of the time when I see Ron walking around, I'm like, don't pick me tonight. Oh, yeah, that's always my thought. Tonight. Yeah. It's more, and it's not, it's just because, like, you know you can do well... Or at least for me, I know I can do well, but I'm always nervous it'll be like that one time where I bomb or I trip up, and then there's the added pressure of all these... Because there's so many comics in the back who are just... Judging. Yeah, and... Super harshly. They all think that they could be up there doing better than you. Exactly, yeah. Not the, not the case. Like, no, a lot of them. And that's what's nice is, like, if you get to follow someone... Like, I'll, I'll, my mood changes throughout this process. So, like, I'll get there, I'll be nervous. Then a few people go up. And I'll be like, okay, yeah, it's cool. Like, I could do that. And then someone, a couple people, if, if a bunch of really good people go up, then I'll be like, ah, I don't know if I could follow that. And then... I'll a, that way. Yeah. No, actually, and that's actually not as scary as I think it is. Because in my head, I imagine, like, well, I'm not going to be as good as that guy or that girl. So, of course, it's going to be terrible to follow someone great. But then, I like, I did a show, like, a week and a half ago where I followed Parker at it was on a, at the sack punchline like they did a there goes the neighborhood show and parker like annihilated and then i went up after him and i did great so it was like it's not it's it's, it's fine hard to, to gauge how it's gonna go because i've done like it's happened to me sometimes where somebody killed it in front of me yeah and i was like oh shit hell yeah i'm gonna ride this wave and then the audience just didn't like me and sometimes, like, you can keep riding that wave. Or sometimes somebody will bomb in front of you. So the audience is desperate to laugh at anything. And you can just go up there and slay. Yeah. And then I feel like the important thing to remember at the end of the day is just just do your set and don't worry about it. And it's just hard to okay. remember to not care. I don't know. I agree. Right. Oh, whatever. I don't want to leave JoJo out, so sometimes I just put the microphone in front of him. I don't know if he's, like, saving up ideas. <laughs> Don't remember when you, Kim, and I went to see uh, Chad Daniels, and 
nobody in the room liked the host or the feature. Yeah, that like, was actually a very, that was an eye-opening experience. Well, it was awful, too, because you two kept looking at me like, what the fuck did you just bring us to? Yeah. And I was promising all of the, I promised you Chad Daniels was hilarious. Though. And he was. He was. It was a great show. And it was interesting. <clears throat> that was interesting to watch just because neither Kim nor I had ever made any effort to go to the SAC punch or the SF punch at that time. So it was like interesting to see, okay, that's the feature. That's the level of comedy for the feature and the host. And it's and like, so, Oh, it doesn't matter. They were so safe. Yeah. They're here. Well, it wasn't just, they were safe. They were not funny. They were not funny people. I didn't want to say it, but I also don't remember the feature. I know. I, so I, the guy who featured was a guy who's on like impractical jokers. And he was not funny. Was he really? Yeah, and then the host, who... He was just unlikable. The, the host was... He was a local comic. Um, and I've seen him many times since then. And every time I've been kind of like... I can do that better. I don't understand. But that... Um, I mean, that, maybe I'm not seeing something. Maybe that's that's the thing I have to think is like I must not be seeing something about why maybe he gets to be up there. Yeah, that that's a lot of it too. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's also a huge part of it. Um, but but that was interesting for me because it was like here's this show where everyone's doing amazing or where uh, where everyone's doing terrible in my mind terribly. Like this is not good. And it was also the first time I was like I'm in a professional comedy club watching where professional comedians. I'm like, I can do better than this. So that was actually a good experience just to see that, which was, I don't know. That's a thing. What? Uh, you don't want to say who? Do you remember the, who the host was? I can't remember. Oh, okay. I, I, it's okay if you don't, cause I, I, but I'm so curious. Like, I want to know. Because, uh, yeah, I like to know those things. I can't remember who they were. They were, again, they were unmemorable. Yeah. Is it somebody we've seen recently at the Sunday Showcase? Like, if no. you. Oh, okay. I've never seen Impractical Jokers before. Is that is that like one of those true TV shows or something like? Okay, interesting. Yeah, no, and it it is nice when you go to a comedy show and you you see like the host and feature level and you go, oh, I could do that. But there are some features who kill. Like, there's people like uh, Dean Del Rey who will go with Joey Diaz or Chris D'Elia and Smash. So it's like, there's levels of things. But it's nice to just see somebody who's who's mediocre and go like, I'm at least that good. So it's possible. Like, you'd feel like you've... It, like, justifies us doing this for so long. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to even think about it, just, like, if the longer you're in it, the more, like, you still get stuff. You look at one slice. Once, oh, man. Well, if anyone's listening to this, most people probably don't even know who that what no, that means. But this guy, he had, he had been doing comedy for I think it was eleven years when I was getting started, unbeknownst to me. I remember he was at a lot of open mics back in the day, and then he kind of dropped away. This, we're talking about a guy whose nickname is One Slice because of a long Facebook he, comment thread that was hilarious and sad at the no, same the, time. The story about One Slice is he went on a date with a girl. Yeah, well, that's where I learned about his name. Dinner, they went out to pizza, and he bought a slice of pizza for them to split. Yeah. That's the story of one slice. But Hashtag one slice. But he, um, <laughs> so I think I've been doing it for maybe two years when I first saw him. And it was, 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 it
was at an open mic, and he was reading all of his material from his phone, and he didn't sound committed at all. And he kept doing that, like, oh, this is a new joke, fuck you guys, like, it'll be funny. Like, there was nothing redeemable about his set. And I tried talking to him after his set, because I thought he was brand new. Oh. And he got super upset. He was like, I've been doing this for 11 years, and you don't know, blah, blah, blah. And that dude got booked for feature headline sets all over the place. Yeah, I mean... Probably not so much anymore because no, of the break. He's had some meltdowns. He he has mental problems. Like he really does. And I like like anger or so, he has like some kind of something. No, he has actual mental issues that he, he, he goes on and off medication for, which is the worst thing you can do to yourself. Yeah. So we're not trying to make light of it too much. No, I'm just, but I'm the one slice story was, is funny. I mean, that's. No, I remember seeing him. Uh, he got booked as a feature, I think. Punchline, and I remember like losing my mind over it for a week. And when I talked to people, like he's been doing it for so long, and he gets offered it every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, but he's but he's not good. He's yeah. Not yeah, it's hard. I don't know. So frustrating. It's okay. That's We're. Funny, you get frustrated. Yeah. And then you, and then you drive two hours so you can hopefully maybe do a five minute set. Well, it's like. Two hours back home. That's like working at a job, and then someone gets promoted, and you're like, really, Sheila? Like, really, her? Like, oh. she's. The lady who does, yeah. I mean, it, it, every industry has that. I think. Mm-hmm. It's always uh, gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, what uh, is rattling in the back of your car? We're moving back to the car. What is rattling in here? I have a loose panel. You have a loose what? Panel. Uh, like the front part has a panel that's loose. That's why there's tape. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. What do you plan to do about that? There's nothing to do. It's fine. <laughs> it's a cosmetic problem. If I if I had music on, you wouldn't hear it. That's, not, that's just covering up a problem. Yeah, it's called being an adult. <laughs> I I really I can barely hear it. It just sounds like regular. Oh, it's a car that's been used for a while. Sound like to me. I don't know. But it's, there's like a it's like a whistling kind of. I I don't know. I I don't even I can't even hear it really. I think Mark's crazy. No, I, I hear something like in the back. That's oh, what I'm I hear that whistling thing. What's what's like Dixie up there? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, what else is new? <laughs> we told ourselves we were like, we're not going to talk about Star Wars: The Last Jedi because although we didn't do any podcasts about it, yeah. And I'm really tired of talking about it. I don't even want to see it again at this point. Using characters as devices It just made me sad because I expected. Yeah. I did see Jackie Brown last night, though. I watched that for the first time. Yeah, I think a lot of people skip it because. I never intentionally skipped it. Yeah, but I, I think everybody just assumes it's not the great one because no one talks about it. It does. He doesn't really do that much in it, though. I feel like they don't really use Robert De Niro the way you could use him as a great actor. Like he's just kind of there, and then there's a couple moments where you're like, "Oh, that's really funny," but. You could have cast like a million other people, and you would have got the same result. It do- it doesn't feel like he needed. I feel like he was in this movie because Pulp Fiction was a thing. It was like big deal, Pulp Fiction, and then he got like Robert De Niro, and then it didn't really help the movie at all. Or I feel like he helped the movie more than the movie helped itself. That's with like no knowledge of what happened when the movie came out. I don't know. Uh, I don't know the year. 
Can someone someone look it up? Um, I thought. I mean, it's. No, because people can't watch that. Um, I, I think like I was saying this before we started recording this. 1997. Yeah. I feel like he hasn't really done anything. Like he hasn't been in a good movie for a while. Yeah. He's he's actually he's like a reined in Michael Keaton, but you get like the goofy. It makes me wonder. I was watching him like walk down a hallway at one point in this movie, and I was like, does he? Did he do cocaine a lot? Because he, he looks like someone who does it, but maybe that's just him. Maybe, yeah. I'm just so glad that Michael Keaton came out of retirement to be in movies again. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's been doing great. Because, oh. like, Birdman was amazing, and then he did... Then the he was in Spider-Man as another Birdman, <laughs> which was so weird, but it I ended up... Sure. Cool, like, hands down best Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Probably the best Marvel movie that's come out so far, too. That scene where he's sitting in the... Where Peter's sitting in the back of the car, and the his... And, and and he talks to him and he's like, yeah that that's like some of the best that's like the best scene in the movie, and it's so it's like acted so well by both of them, and it's such a good my favorite thing about that scene is how, like when you're in high school and you have to go pick up the girl and meet the dad if you're a boy, oh, yeah. there's like this scary element of like it's the dad like is he gonna beat me up or kill me? Oh, they seem totally the parents seem totally cool at first. I was like, you're fucking nervous, dude. Yeah, but my my point is like that that they took that fear and they they made it exponentially oh, yeah. create like it's such a great scene. Yeah, because it's like not only is that happening, but also like he's a supervillain and he does want to kill you. As like I mean, oh, he's I, like he gives him the offer like, well, if you stop being Spider Man or leave me alone at least, yeah, then I, I like that. Also, they finally have somebody like put the pieces together. Be like, oh shit, you're Spider Man. It's just good writing. <laughs> it's like well, yeah. Well, there's so many like I, for the life of it one of the reasons I hate Superman is the fact that nobody can figure out who Superman is and it's the same with Batman like, yeah nobody can figure that shit out like how do you not just start thinking about it I always just wonder like right Joe yes <laughs> oh you can like tap yeah, me if you have I think he's kind of he's kind of out of it because he's he was sick so he doesn't have a voice and it's a whole thing and he's driving. Driving makes him nervous a little bit. He just nodded, yeah. Okay. He doesn't like the city. Mark, tell the story about, I don't know, is that a good story to tell? Which one? When JoJo flipped out about the city, like, he didn't like it. Which time? Oh, okay. I don't I know. I could tell the story the first time that I took JoJo to the, the punchline. It was a lot of fun. No, it was like one time where you guys went to the showcase together, right? And oh, then... I think it was like by the time we got to Berkeley, he and I just picked out stop bitching about how shitty San Francisco is. Yeah. For, it, was a, it was like a good hour that we were just like cathartically loving shitting on that city. He's nodding his head. Just, yeah, that's what we did, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like SF very much. I think that's why I was drinking like every time I went to the city the first couple times we would go to this because I did not want to be there. It's not a very welcoming city. Like, if you go to it Sacramento, to if you go to Sacramento, it feels, like, homier. I don't know. Yeah, we have welcome centers all over the Sacramento area. I don't even know that those exist, you but... You know, points of interest in the area, and, like... Okay. I'm here in California. There's one of my hometowns for some reason, which is, like, 40 miles away from the airport. 
Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, when you if you walk down through Sacramento, especially Midtown or like whatever, you feel like oh, there's people. They like they're like having fun. If you go to San Francisco, San Francisco's like it's full of like really hot asshole people and then bums. Does that does that sound accurate? Like, just there's a lot of attractive people, and then there's a lot of nerds, and then there's bums, and the bums shit everywhere. Uh, and so yeah. uh, also a lot of college students which kind of fit both categories is, yeah no yeah they're because college, college students are hot they are right I mean I don't know I don't know usually when I hear college people talk now I just kind of roll my eyes yeah that means you're old not want to be associated at all did you go to college Mark? briefly okay I went to college for three semesters at two different schools okay and I dropped out of the what made you not want to do it? Uh, well, when I was at Sac State, I uh, name dropping. Uh, <laughs> that's not a name drop. No, no, name dropping would be like it's an overpriced commuter school. That's problem number one. Yeah. But basically, I was I was there for uh, my initial major was civil engineering, and when you're an engineering major at Sac State, it would make you with your academic advisor once a semester. And first semester, I think I only got like one of the actual math or science courses I needed. And I, like, I had to take electives for the rest of the semester because I just wanted to knock it out of the way. Second semester, uh, by the time my registration opened for classes, all the math and science classes I needed were already gone. I think the only class I needed that I could get into was uh, Intro to uh, world economics and politics. Oh. It was like the only actual class I needed. Oh, I got into a physics class. That was the other one. But so the second, the second time around, I had to meet with my academic advisor. They were saying you're not on track to get out of here in four years, and our goal is to get you out of here in four years. And I said, okay. So what are you going to do to help me? And they're like, well, you need to take these classes. And I was like, I tried, but the registration was. Like, it was closed for me. I couldn't get in. What do I need to do? And they said, well, you have to crash the course. And I was working full-time and going to school full-time. Oh, so they wanted you to go, like, not on the list and hope people dropped out? Yeah, that was pretty much it. They're like, you need to go at, like, 8 in the morning and hopefully just get this class. And I told them, I work. So, like, I have to, like, I can't just schedule shit. If I might get a class, I need your guys' help. And they're like, ah, we don't know what to do then. And so I was in this discussion for about half an hour. And then I got very angry, and uh, I was I was told to keep my voice down, and I do remember yelling "fuck you." And then wow. uh, before I knew it, I was being escorted out of the building. And then I said, "Fuck this place! I'm not coming back." So, I Dad, if you're listening, that's what happened. I never told you. <laughs> Jesus. That's what happened. And then I went to Sierra uh, Community College a semester. I feel I, like that Sac State story should go into your stand-up somehow. I've thought about, well, I've told the, uh, the introduction to communications. Like, that was a true story. What? Uh, except the, uh, the how-to. Like, I wrote a how-to, and I got, like, an F in the class because of it. Wait, I don't get it. Is that a story that we should all know? I haven't told it. I haven't told this story on stage in probably, like, two or three years now, but... Or to us at all? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, you were just saying I should put this on stage, and now you're making me think. I was like, oh yeah, I used to talk about going to sex and why I hated it. Okay. Yeah, I probably should. 
Yeah. I need to work a lot of things into jokes. Uh, as we discovered two weeks ago, I've been doing this almost six years, and I don't really know how to write a joke. It's okay. It's not easy. No, I also took a break for a whole year. Did you really take a year off? Pretty much. I, I, I feel like, couple, like... I don't think you've ever taken a whole year like you've done a set or... show I remember doing was JoJo and I did Queen Bean and Modesto. And... Yeah, I remember that. You yeah. did fine there. No, no, I didn't. But I, even then, I... It was about a month of I didn't do any comedy. And then the week before, I went out and did sets just to make sure I was okay. And it was fine. But before that, it was like... To make sure I was okay. If uh, they would still let me do this. I think it was February. I did, uh, I did two shows with Johnny Taylor in Humboldt and then Chico. And I just got a new job. So I was focusing on that. Uh-huh. And I also I hated all my material. I still do hate a lot of my old materials. So I kind of wanted to drop it. And that's been the nice thing for... I mean, since May, I didn't really do sets. I would host the time show and that was it. But now, like, my brain is back in square one. And it's kind of nice feeling like... I gotta relearn how to do all this. Yeah, it's interesting. I sometimes I write stuff and I go, I don't know if I can do that old joke anymore if it fits in with this, but I don't know. Yeah, so I've been going through all my old notebooks and like rediscovering bits and trying to figure out how I can rework it and see if I can actually make them funny or shorten them up into just you know twenty to thirty second jokes is kind of my goal right now. Is to write a whole bunch of short jokes. Yeah. So I've never done that. So like. Stephen Wright type of stuff or yeah maybe for the time being I mean I would like to see myself start to stretch material but I really right now all I want to do is set up premise punchline set up premise punchline and maybe maybe a tag or two isn't set up and premise like the same kind of is it you can have a funny setup am I wrong about that uh, premise is the idea, setup is you presenting the idea, and then punchline is adjusting the idea. So they're, premise and setup, they're, they happen back to back often. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Thank you, Dr. Jojo. Yeah. Glad you could be here. Yeah. Are you no. driving with your arms crossed? Yeah. <laughs> He's cold. You Are you cold? Oh, okay. No, I mean, there I wasn't. I wasn't worried. I was just asking. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see one-liner Mark. That'd be like a fun thing to see. I can't. I now that you're saying it, I like. I can't imagine you going like. I I can't. Even. No, I know, right? It sounds weird. But even because uh, I I guess the, the last real set I did was in September at the Punch, and. I was talking with, I think I was talking with Daniel Lombarger when I uh, went to see him feature, and I didn't realize that Ron was standing next to me, and I, I mentioned to Daniel that I hadn't really done stand-up in a year, and uh, he was like, wait a minute, so when I put you up in September, you went to the set in how long? Like, yeah, it's about six months. Yeah, I remember when you said that. Just go do it, man. You but gotta... He told me, he was like, you should go hit open mics from now on. I was like, I don't. Yeah, I mean... We oh, we live in Sacramento. It's not the best place for open mics, but they are they. But they're all within walking distance of my apartment. Yes, they are because they are for me, and we live like three blocks from each other. Yes, you. We never hang out. I know. That's probably my problem. That's my problem. I, I've been very busy. Like I, I'm not trying to say it like I'm cooler than you. I don't mean that. No, I know. <laughs> but it's. You're doing all your sketches again. 
Yeah, and I just I started I just started an eight to five like job like a job during the day, and then <laughs> it's kind of it's nice to have the structure. It does take a lot of time because my job before that, the the job I had for like a few years before that was, I would there, I actually had only four days a week I had to work, so I would have like three day weekends all the time. That was a major piece of shit. So I'm just it's like weird to not have that extra day now. And then, you know, you get off work and you go home and then you're like, okay, I got to go do an open mic or something. And so there's not lots of time to be like, let's hang out, you know. And I think you're in the same thing. You, you've you been like, you've been telling us that you work all these extra hours, but I feel like sometimes it sounds like you don't need to do that or you're being too nice to them. But I know there's like a balance and I don't know what the culture's like there either, so. Uh, part of it is just like something happened in, in our industry in October and like people across the board like I've, I've talked to people at different companies I've talked to attorneys that we work with and everybody was like whatever reason in October everybody got slammed and everything got behind so that's been a big part of it it's just like I know once I get my desk caught back up I'm not going to have to work 50 hour weeks to work on, work on weekends again yeah I, I think right now. And it also keeps my mind off depressed thoughts yeah but also if you if you like go to your job and you go home and you get ready and then you go to an open mic I mean you could still be depressed because you're with your brain but I think if you're out trying to do stand up and you're talking to your friends like your stand up friends and everyone it's yeah it's like it's a and there's so many like when because we do this every other Sunday so like the Sundays you don't go we don't go you like there's comedy spot there's blacktop now they're doing that every week theoretically you could do blacktop and come back for or or you might be able to well no we carpool because I want to do it so uh, I'll drive right, maybe we should do that but but we might be able to ask Christian Amaral very funny comedian that uh like because he's hosting it I mean I think him and Roman Spinelli are we probably I bet we could message them and see if they'll put us up early so we can come back to comedy spot or later so we can do comedy spot and then go there. And then we could hit two mics, and that'd be amazing. And then Monday, there's Comedy Spot. Tuesday, there's Luna's. Wednesday, there's nothing. I know. I never go there. I've never been there. I, I feel like I should just go. I've kind of been probing people about it and asking, like, is it worth going? And nobody has given me a real reason. Like, no one's said anything for me to be like, yeah, I should go there. Are, are we also forgetting about uh, class? That's on Sundays. Uh, that's a later one. I want to go, but I'm still afraid to do it for some reason because I'm stupid. Touch a class if you don't know. It's like a a quote-unquote more urban room, so uh, like nerdy white guys would probably do really bad there unless we make fun of how nerdy we are and white we are. I don't know. It's It'd be tough. Have you ever been there, JoJo? I don't think so. I've, I've been there <laughs> twice, and that was about four years ago. Did you go up? Yeah. How yeah. Did, how would it go? Uh, really bad. <laughs> uh, Rico introduced me as, I don't want to say that, like, I didn't have a, I had a good time, but I didn't have a good set. Uh, but, you know, Rico, whoa, fucking badass in a charger. Um, what was it? Yeah, Rico DeGray introduced me as, this guy is from the Eldorado Hills, and normally only somebody comes here from the Eldorado Hills, but one of us is getting arrested. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, they're gonna love me. They're just gonna, they're gonna eat me up on this adorable nineteen-year-old, and, and they, they did not like me. 
I play bass in a band and I wear beanies and part of my hair sticks out like a cartoon character. You, I think in that situation you have to like play into it and be like, yeah, who wants to put these handcuffs on? I don't know. I don't know if that's the right the right uh, avenue, but something you gotta like. It was somewhere within my first year, so I had no idea how to handle the situation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was basically talking to no. Somebody was playing pool almost right in front of me. And, Do they have a pool table right in front of the stage? Really close to the stage. Okay. But, like, I was saying something, and I didn't think that anybody was listening. Yeah. So I just, like, I repeated the same. I was like, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. And this guy playing pool just goes, hey, man, we know. <laughs> and that was it. And, like, I could not stop laughing. And then I tried doing one more joke, and I couldn't do it. And I just said goodnight. Hey, man, we know. Pool, so pool sounds, and then that guy that started heard. doing comedy, and now he's on Netflix. Yeah, I can see that. From El Dorado Hills. Yeah, no, it's very hard. I, I did a show like that, but it wasn't that at that place. It was in Stockton at this, like, Mexican restaurant, but they had this show there, and it was, like, the same kind of audience. And I, I remember, like, I went up, and within two minutes, they just stopped. Like, and I, I heard someone was telling me, like, if they don't like you, they'll just start talking. But they weren't even talking. They were just staring at me. And they were just like, why the fuck are you here? And then I, I said, I had like a joke about the bare naked ladies. And it wasn't even a joke. It was just, I would just say. That joke was old before you even started doing comedy. Yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> you can have an old reference in something. But the, oh, yeah. the the joke was like, I like to play a prank on my nephew or my my little cousin. And I tell him, uh, hey, Google bare naked ladies. And then he Googles it and it's three white guys. I don't even know how many's in the band. But that's the joke, if you could call it that. And it didn't go over well because they don't know who that is. I think a lot of white people don't even know who that is anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, the point is, is open mics, Mark. You gotta hit them. Just like oh, if you're like, just message me. Like we have so many avenues of communication. It's like, well, we you, talk all the time, but it's it's really about comedy. It's always about our this dumb Star Wars game, which we will not go into because we can do an episode of the podcast later about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't even know if that's, like, the point... I don't even know if there's any... Like, I feel like the audience for that mobile game is so narrow that they would have to already know about you to care to, like, listen to it. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh... It's just... It's... It's another panel, he said. I can hear it, but it, that's... that's. I'm pretty sure, Mark, your car does that, too. Yeah. Mine rattles a bit. Everybody's car rattles. It's rum- just, it's not, vibrating. I, I'm not used to not driving. I always drive. Yeah, I kind of like that you that you want to drive because it gives me a break. Because as an adult, no, like, I, I drive all the time. I'm so used to driving. I think that's why we should keep this rotating schedule going. Okay, I'm okay with that. Who's next time? You. Okay. I did last week. You're right. Yeah, because I remember putting my backpack in the trunk and it wasn't a trunk yes. or something like that. 
fast enough to go fast pass or fast track. Oh, you got one? I did. Dude, I'm gonna. If you guys, if you guys live in Northern California and you go to the bay, just get it. Yeah, it's so nice to just drive through there and then they just charge you and you don't look at it. I paid twenty five dollars. Yeah. It was at my my apartment a week later, and I was waiting. I mean, they're like, you don't even need to do anything. You just attach a a credit card and they just charge you when you need it. Like you only put twenty five dollars in. Yeah. So after that, we'll just start charging you a credit card twenty five dollars. Yeah. And the only thing is, if you accidentally fucked up your license plate number, just go change it online so we know. That was it. Like, I didn't have to activate anything. You just drive through. Yeah. No, it's nice. I've not tested it yet. Probably should have brought it tonight. That's okay. $10. He just shrugged. And he knows it's true, and this makes it easier because then we don't have to exchange bodies. Totally. What else have I been doing? I feel like there's more stuff. I feel like we're running out of steam because we have, like, one person in the car who can't say stuff. What's your love life? My love life? Yeah, sure. Okay. It's It's just there. I've been uh, going on dates, and uh, I always – I don't assume that any of them will listen to this much of a podcast, so it's probably safe to talk about it. <laughs> no, I don't know. I had a girlfriend, like, late last year or, like – like from September to November, like until right after Thanksgiving, and then that kind of petered out, and then I've just been kind of like, just I've been just going on dates, and I hooked up with a couple people, and uh, it's just yeah, there was a girl that I've been on a few dates with who I thought she's like my last girlfriend where she's great on paper, like I shouldn't have any complaints, but I don't feel anything about it, like I don't feel. I know. No, I mean, I think that there needs you. You should like be so excited to see that person. I think, right. and I know, like, I don't know, Jojo, you said that it's like, well, that doesn't matter, but I think it matters, especially when you're starting out. Like, if you don't even have that at the beginning, then, then I don't know. But I mean. You know, there's, like, Indian people who get matched up and just, here, you have to marry this person, and then they find love later. Yeah. Was it going to be racist? No, it was going to be racist. I was going to say, uh, you know, that's been embedded in their culture for centuries. Yeah. I don't know. If, They're know, more okay with it, yeah. I mean, if you want to do that, cool, but I'm not a fan. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't think I could ever. The, the worst part is like that someone chooses for you. Well, I don't know. It's based on like the benefits that your family is gonna get, not yeah. It's super futile. It's like, what lands will you bestow upon this family? Yeah. Jojo, also, if you have thoughts, like just tap me or something. Yeah, nobles. Way cool. Nobles don't like, like the ocean. They're, like, they're untouchable. Like that means like we think they're dirty. Yeah, no, it's a whole weird, different thing. Yeah. I think dating is fucked up because of the dating apps. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. See, that's why like you keep telling me to get bubble and all this stuff, and I, I don't want to. Well, I'm part not, I'm not a fan. It 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 does if you use it correctly. It's kind of like playing with fire because if you use it a certain way, that does help you, but. The problem with it is, for me, it's like I'll go on Bumble, 
and I have a couple conversations going on. But then the app, instead of instead of encouraging you to like actually meet people and like develop a relationship, the app it always starts with here's another person swipe, and so it turns into a game. And instead of like actually trying to meet someone and get to know them and figure out who they are and if you like them, it just is like here judge this person's face again. And judge this person's face. That's kind of the like, that's kind of the whole reason I don't like those things. But if you have like self control, you can like kind of yeah. So then you you'd be fine. I'm just, it's, it's not bad. It's like it's just. Well, do you want to meet someone faster, or do you want to wait until you ran, run into someone at a show that you do, or or a bar, or work, or whatever? You know. Call me old fashioned because that's exactly what I do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're old fashioned. I'm hella old fashioned. I just yeah, called I, you that. I'm just. I'm, I've never been a fan. I'm sure part of it is in my head. I I met a girl uh, through the interwebs once, and it, it it didn't end well. She turned out to be crazy. Well, you uh, can't color every. No, I know. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I know it's irrational for me to be like, I had one bad thing happen six years ago, and that's why I'm not gonna touch it again. Yeah. But the other part of me is I just don't like it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of. Letting technology into my personal life that much. Yeah, there's definitely things I hate about it. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, and I, people always tell me it's like, oh, it's just what people do now. It's like we don't have to. I think what's interesting is like half of the girls I end up dating or hooking up with, like still half of them come from just life. Yeah. Like this this lady that uh, like like uh, recently, we just had like a one night thingy, but it was like the a one night thingy. A uh, I did this show like almost a year ago okay. in Volcano, California. Oh, this, I love that room. oh yeah, it was great. I went up there, I did a show, it was fun, and there was like this waitress there, and she was like, I was like, damn, she's fine, and then and she's a little older, mm-hmm. like you know, she's definitely like a milf kind of level of person, or I don't know. And so I was like, uh, she's there's like no way that she thinks that about me at all but I'm just gonna check her out a little bit and be like dang and I didn't talk to her I just kinda like said hello cause we were like in the same vicinity cause she was like like waiting on the people who were in the room watching our show and then we were like in the back like where they were walking through so it was like we had it was like familiarity as far as like just walking past each other but we didn't like say hi I'm Luke hi I'm so and so and and then later like at some point she she added me on Facebook or I added her I forget and then she, like, messaged me a little bit and was like, hey, I really like comedy. I might want to try it, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then, like, eventually it turned into, like, I have a crush on you. And I was like, what? What the fuck? Really? And then that's just, like. <laughs> I'd rather, like, take a moment to try your sometime. What did you say? I said, like, her internal I'd rather, like, take a moment to try your sometime. I thought you, that's what you didn't say is I want to, I like dick a lot. But that's what it was. That's fun. But, yeah, it was just weird. And then she was kind of, like, like, she came to the, sh- the show I did, um, at, at Blacktop, like, last she, week. Wait, she came all the way from Volcano? No, so she actually... She has, like, a long story I don't want to say because I don't want to get into it. Like, I'm not going to name her, but I also don't... I don't know. I feel like I could probably talk about it more. Like, no one's going to listen to this, but she might listen to it. But I, she had, like, a bunch of stuff going on, but she lived in she lives in San Diego, and she came up to do stuff, and she was in town, so she came to I hang out. Yes. My dick. Damn. And I call it stuff because there's more than one. It's plural. Interesting. I don't know where this is going. But, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, it's weird how... Ecosystem down there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a whole. I have a whole world. It's called Dickland. It's my dick. You have to pay to get in there. It's a turnstile, which is weird when I'm trying to wear wear skinny jeans. This is the least amount of traffic at this spot I've ever seen. Huh? Yeah, I got it. Fast track, he said. So I don't know. Yeah, my point was just that. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty great. It was really great. I, I I had a great time. But I did stay up till like, 3.30 or 4 in the morning because of it. And it took me until today probably to recover because I wasn't – because I'm really bad during the week at going to sleep on time <laughs> before my job. Like, I'll stay up till midnight every night and then wake up at 6.30. And I know I need the eight hours, but I don't – I just don't want to go to sleep on time. So – I don't know. I guess that's just being an adult. And then I don't know how people with kids do that shit. Cuz oh, they, they get the they get even less sleep. Dude, my assistant at work all the time like like I'll get an email from my boss saying that my assistant's going to be like 3 hours late. Yeah. And she'll come in and I'll look at her and be like, "What your kids do?" And she was like, "Oh, they decided that they weren't going to go to bed till 3 in the morning, so I could try to get them to go to bed." And then they finally went to bed at 3 and then they woke me up at 6 in the morning. I was like, Jesus, this sounds like the worst. Yeah, I really don't want to have kids. <laughs> uh, well, that's the, that's the thing. Like, so there's this other this girl I've been going on a few dates with, oh, yeah. and yeah. she was from Bumble, and she's very sweet. Like she, on paper, it's like she's she's super pretty. She's really nice. She's like she does photography, so she's super good at like like her pictures. Yeah, like it's, so she's creative and interesting, but not like she just. Like, there's also sort of, like, a sense of, like, I could see the path of this dating this girl. Like, I'd start dating her, get to know her family, have to ask her to marry me, and then we get married. <laughs> like, it just feels so obvious, and it's not... Uh, it's, like, it's just it's very like, vanilla. It's like there's no spice to it. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I don't have a thing against white girls, but they're kind of, some of them are kind of... They're just... I don't know. Like, it just... I can't... I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, I always talk about this other girl, but I dated a girl who believed in Santeria for a long time, and she doesn't anymore. But no, but she did have other stuff that was. It's like it's like that's the the one you would say because it's like oh, it's witch stuff, right? It's not quite witch stuff. It's more like voodoo, if anything. But then still. It's still like uh, the the accoutrement that you'd think would go with it is like, oh, it's that stuff? Okay. Like she took me to one of the stores one time where you see like what they sell. Like it's like a bunch of – because it's like a – it's a very – Witch's Warehouse. Yeah. (laughs) Witch's Warehouse. (laughs) I'm Wanda and this is Witch's Warehouse. (laughs) Come down to Witch's Warehouse where we wear – witch, 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 witch. Yeah. Come in, and we got a cafe. Come buy a sandwich. Sandwich. We also have a psychic store. What do they ask? Can I help you? Which is not the thing you want to hear from the psychic who walk in. Except no one asks you. They tele telepathet. I, anyways, so I went to the store. No, it's just weird because it, it's yeah. The store is just like a lot of candles and a lot of figurines because there's all these like figures in it. There's like twelve. I don't know if they're like gods or saints. They're like something between. Yeah, kind of. But then it's also like Christianity based, so they had a lot of weird Jesuses. It's kind of like, it's kind of like like '90s action figures, like how they would have, like 
Yeah, it's like how they, they have, like, Leonardo from Ninja Turtles, but then they have, like, beachwear Leonardo, and then they have, like, hockey Leonardo. The yeah, but yeah. they're all, like, different themes. It's like, so then you get, like, there's, like, a Jesus that looks like this, and then they have, like, black Jesus, and they I think they do. I might be making that up. But they, they just had, like, a bunch of different kinds, and it's, like, it's just weird. I don't know how it works. It almost sounds like, like the Kabbalah of the Judaism. Yeah, it's based on it, but it's different, and it's generally frowned upon. Yeah. And also, it made, it made a thing in StarCraft. That was cool. It made a thing in StarCraft? Yeah, there's, uh, there's the Protoss, and then there's the... Uh, the Neutros? No. Help me out with this. What were the, uh, the Protoss that the Protoss didn't like dealing with? The Templars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they dealt with the dark magics. <laughs> I thought he was going to say so much more, and he just goes... Like, yes. Like, I'm not even Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I can't go from Santeria girl to like girl who has a really nice family and watches all her all her nieces and nephews and it's like, well, that's not say ew. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, I mean, I have a niece, and I watched her. I, I just, I don't know. It just, it just feels like it's a very obvious, like this is what white people do, or this is what you do. You grow up and you get married and you have a family. Yeah. Like it just feels very blueprint, and I don't think I want that. And it's, but I also don't want, I also don't want someone crazy who's like, let's move to like Bermuda and figure that out, because I want to do comedy in America. So I'd be down with that pipe dream as long as it remained a pipe dream forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a pie. if it's just like a thing she's she yeah. aspires to but never does. I want someone who's all talk and no action. That's what I want. <laughs> I want that's real who's hot. Got these great dreams, but it's totally cool with being complacent and just staying in California. That's actually sort of true. No, I don't know. I I don't mind someone who wants to travel. Though. I'd like to travel. I just haven't been able to because I didn't have a real job until this month. So maybe in like a year from now I'll have just funds. Well, it feels nice, right? Oh, it will feel nice when I get paid finally. So last year, on top of taking a break from comedy, I effectively quit drinking, and I found out. What are you stupid? I'm just kidding. No, no, no. So I, I pretty much stopped drinking in June. Yeah. And I remember at, in like the middle of July, I was looking at my bank account. I was like, "Where did this extra five hundred dollars come from?" <laughs> And, and it's just drinking money you didn't spend? Dude, that's it. I, so I saved $3,000. Oh, my God. I'm going to Norway in over summer. Wow. Yeah. Is, yeah are, you Nord, Nordic? My, are you Nordic at all? No. One of my best friends lives in Norway with his girlfriend. Oh, okay. And they're like, you should come out for like two or three weeks, and we'll, we'll go bump around Europe. That's pretty... That sounds great. Do they have like a place you can stay at so you don't have to pay for hotels? Yeah, that was it. So I'm gonna that's stay, awesome. I'm going to stay like a week, maybe a little bit longer in Norway. And then me and my buddy are going to, we're going to take a whiskey tour of Scotland. Okay. Or a scotch tour, rather. We're going to go visit like three or four different distilleries and spend two or three days in Scotland. And then we're going to probably battle it out. Have a threesome? Is that what that... <laughs> we're probably going to, I don't know, we're going to do something. I can't talk about it. I'm pretty sure that I've had a conversation with him about like, hey, Oh, she better not listen to this, or that's a uh, spoiler alert. All the way yeah, well, the internet is everywhere. But I'm still going to tag... You know what? 
tell me who they are, and I'll tag them in this post. I bet even if we tag them, they no, wouldn't he's listen. He's the, he's the one who will tag them I have to pee uh, so bad. Yeah. Oh. Oh, nice. So she would fit in Northern California oh if they ever God. came out. She would hella fit. There you go. There's a bit. Write that down. I feel like those two things we talked about are... Like, they might not be... They're, like, premises that you can g- extend I into... I just throw out new stuff and start seeing what sticks. Like, I'm not afraid of failing right now, because I know I'm going to. That's the nice thing about Rock Bottom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's really, you know what's really I love you, Mark. It's like, for the first time being at Rock Bottom in my life, and it's not because of drugs. Well, but you're you're not at Rock Bottom in life. No. And I'm not even saying you're at Rock Bottom in comedy, but I'm just... I was just kidding, but... But it's just one aspect of... I was of just saying it's, it's really funny. Yeah, and it's like this is the first time I've been at like this much of a low in my life, and it's not because I was doing a shitload of drugs. Yeah, that is that is ironic. It's really weird because yeah, I kind of decided to stop doing all that stuff last year. But you still do it all the time. You'll you'll be like we'll be like driving, and you're like, yeah, I got really fucked up. That's why I didn't come last time. <laughs> We're like, oh, that okay. Months. I don't know about that. That one's been a few. No, I was just inhaling. <laughs> he had. He was gonna say stuff. I know oh, he was. Well, we love you, Mark. <laughs> Dude, that's that's a weird thing about depression. Is I think. Oh, I, 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 when, when I'm super depressed, I don't think that anybody would want to be around me, <laughs> and I think I'm gonna be a buzzkill too. Yeah. It, when, when, like, the fact of the matter is, I'm probably just going to be hanging out in the background saying a whole lot, and that's totally fine. I've heard stuff about depression where, I mean, definitely the less you drink, the less depressed you get, because oh, yeah. it fucks you up. But also, diet plays into a lot of it. Yeah. And and there's also, like, you might have testosterone or, or uh, um, hormone, hormone imbalances. Yeah, that shit really fucks you up. And, and so, like, if maybe, like, eating less carbs, because it... Like a lot of food inflame it like causes inflammation and it goes into your brain and it like fucks your brain up. Oh, I know that. Uh, but it's so hard to not eat delicious food, so oh, I'm not yeah. saying. No, no, no. I'm usually actually good about eating healthy because I, I I usually balance out like I'll make a salad, but I'll yeah. also grill some bomb chicken to put on it. Chicken's fine. So yeah, no, no, but it's like I'm getting both. It's like hey, I got chicken, but I also got a shitload of vegetables and. Like, I, this is also going to be my lunch for the next two days, and I'm fine with it because it's delicious. I would love to do that crazy ketogenic diet where you just eat, like, fat, vegetables, and chicken. Like, I'm meat. I'm not a fan of those kind of diets. But I, I mean... 18, big sign. That's really fucking helpful. Yeah, there's uh, a sign on the left here that just says 2018 and nothing else. And now it also says cars must exit. This... Man, we just we just pulled off the freeway. We're almost there, so we're gonna have to wrap this up. Actually, we are, so um, I'm gonna probably edit it because I feel like there's a lot of lulls in the middle. Or maybe not put it out. No, I'm I mean, kidding. Well, hopefully, I mean, hopefully most people are just like, hey, this got me through my Monday or Tuesday morning at the office because uh, I wasn't gonna get shit done today anyway. Yeah, we'll get a few listens or downloads at least, maybe. Is anybody else hungry, by the way? Uh, kinda. I'm a little hungry. Jojo, you're hungry? Thirsty. You sound thirsty. Do you want to go buy the most expensive french fries again? 
Where? Oh, by the place on like the. the uh, yeah, let's walk over there. They, they, as long as they have a bathroom, unless I just pee in the bushes or something, I've done that before. I think the smell. <laughs> That's a good answer. Also, a peer is is the same level as you in your career. It's a colleague, if you will. But also, they also you could tie a boat to them. Hey, you're the one who hosts a pun show, so fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to groan at like really bad puns, so that's how you know you're doing well. Okay. Speaking of which, Mark, anything you want to tell us about or the audience of things where they can find you and interact or further enhance their life about? Uh, you can you can add me on uh, the Nintendo Online Network, whatever the hell it's called, and uh, find me at Barkburg. Um, what is that? B a r k m u r g. Okay. Good, um, good. You'll, you'll never find me. Uh, no one, because uh, no one uses that. You can find me <laughs> on Instagram at Mark Jakeberg. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the same handle. Uh, usually, most of my Twitter interactions are me and JoJo's Twitter. Nice. Uh, which is actually talking with Twitter, Jeff. Do you guys have? Shout out to Jeff Brown. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Brown's a shit. He's dope. Um, uh, do you have a pun show coming up? Uh, we do. The next pun show will be at Luna's Cafe, 1414 16th Street in lovely Sacramento, California, 8 o'clock, uh, February 9th. Uh, the show is $10. It's worth every dollar. It really is fun. Like, it's, still, it's fun to do and it's fun to watch. No, I, mean, I want to get you guys back on it, too. We're just, uh, I don't, I think, I can't remember. I just booked the April show because I was really excited about this idea. It's, uh, we, I booked the show for Friday the 13th, uh-huh. and three of the guys on the show are all named Jason, and then there's one woman. Jason Soam, Jason oh. Anderson, and Jason no, no, B? Part. It's Jason Anderson, Jason Barter, and Jason Cole. I got Jason oh, A, B, and C on I the see. roster. I, I see so what you did there. I'm really a- happy. Yeah. And then Danica, who is our civilian, we have our civilian. non-comic on the show, uh, and she's actually... She's getting pretty good at the show. She's really nice. Yeah, she's really cool. I yeah. If you don't have a like, I'm just speaking for me. If you don't have me on for a minute, that's fine because I've I've done it like four, at least four, three or four times. So I definitely ask me to do it. I'm not saying no, but like if you don't, I'm not like upset because I did it so many times. Oh, nice. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I should I should come to them and see. I'm really bad at going to shows. Uh, what what uh, is that it? Did you have anything else you want to plug? Uh, I want to wrap this up. Uh, Got to get out of here. Me, uh, yeah, you said all the yeah. Jojo, do you want to plug things? Go to twitter.com slash Jojo has fun. J o e j o e h a s f u n. And follow follow it and laugh at all the things we say. You don't want to tell them to subscribe to your YouTube channel. Well, that's the thing, though. If you if you follow the Twitter, you'll get a personalized message from Twitter Jeff, Does where he'll ask. Every message? I mean, I tell him what to copy and paste, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know what he does. A personalized form letter. <laughs> you get a, well, that's the thing. We get called out on being a bot a lot, and every time Jeff is like, "No, I'm real." I just say the same thing to everybody, and they're like, "Oh, okay. We'll, we'll go watch your channel then." He's. He's, yeah, he's driving. Sorry, driving. Was there anything else, or do you want me to keep holding the mic in front of your face? Do you have any shows? Uh, I'm good. 
He's good. Okay, well, go. Actually, the last last Friday, last Friday of every month, uh, Empire's Comics Vault. Empire Comics Vault. How do you say that? Empire's, so it's possessive. Empire's Comics no, Vault. Empire sing it loud. Yeah, sorry. Who is Empire's? The dog. Is it the guy? Da- uh, uh, ben? Anyways, um, yeah, last Friday of every month is how that works. I'm doing February. Yeah. So. Wait, am I still doing February? Because you canceled my show. He's, what are you saying, JoJo? I'll just say what he says. You said you were going to rebook me. I need to, I'm not doing that. Oh, he's, okay, oh, we got to talk off the mics. No. Okay, so yeah, do that. Uh, you can follow me at Epic Tiki Comedy on Twitter, at Epic Tiki on Instagram. I have a comedy con show the last Wednesday of February. I don't remember what day it is, but come see that. JoJo's gonna headline it. That's exciting. Uh, and then we got Sam Weber from from Santa Cruz is gonna be there, and a couple other Santa Cruz comics. I've never I met one of them, and I don't I forget their names. Shree Powell, I think her name is. She's very nice. There's a lot of good cat jokes. Um, YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Epic Tiki Comedy uh, and Dystopian Media Networks where I've been doing stuff. And uh, if there's anything else, just hit me up on Facebook. I'm Luke Soin. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll try to be back. I'm going to try to do this more often. I really want to do podcasts. I just have a microphone problem. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.